Here at the Cat Scare Podcast, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Anchor, an all-in-one podcasting platform, which is easy to use, free to use, and gives you all the tools you need to be successful in your podcasting venture. But Campbell, how can I use Anchor? Well, it's very simple. You go to anchor.com, brought to you by Spotify. You sign up with an email. You can upload your own existing tracks that you recorded, or you could do it on your phone. You could have songs from Spotify, because trust me, music is a big thing. Like blasting your eardrums out. (laughs) So, Anchor. If you're starting out in podcasts, it's the only way to go. One simple step shoots you to all the biggest podcatchers out there in, in the internet land. So, what do you think, Michael? I think it sounds pretty good. I think so, too. You want to do a podcast about scary movies or movies that scare you? No, that sounds boring. It is kind of of boring. You could have one about revenge, though, right? That sounds pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, check out Anchor, people. It's an easy way to start your podcasting dreams uh, and nightmares. Good night. Now, who could that be? All right, all right. Just hold right there. Hello? Hey, what's going on? Oh, goodness. It's me, Arnie Johnson. It's Arnie Johnson. Can I borrow a cup of sugar? No, you can't. Come on, let me out of a cup of sugar. My mom wants some over here. Think about last time you came over just to borrow some toilet paper. Well, I didn't mean for it to get all over the house. The devil made me do it. Uh, did they stop laughing? Okay. <laughs> well, can I can I use your restroom? No, you cannot use my restroom. I'll be restroom. right back. Hold it, on one it, second. No, no, Arnie, please. It took me two weeks to fix it. Oh, no, there's bubbles and suds everywhere. The devil made me do it. Oh, Arnie. <laughs> well, I'm, uh... Is your daughter home? We're supposed to go out on a date tonight, sir. Uh, no. No, she's not home. She's I, not home. I see her right there. She's she's looking out the door. Hey, baby. No, no, that must be the, the devil in, in your head. No, the devil tells me to do a lot of things to her. <laughs> Get out of my house. <laughs> Why? The devil made me do it. That guy's got a t-shirt with that on it. That's my phrase. Look, Arnie. Arnie Johnson. Arnie, why don't you just go home... Sit in bed, relax, listen to the Cat Scare podcast. Okay, the devil made me do that. They're not laughing anymore, man. We just gotta stop this. It's just the same thing over and over again. Kind of like the Conjuring franchise. (laughs) Cat Scare! Welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2021's The Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Oh, Arnie. Arnie Johnson, you devil-worshipping motherfucker. Um, This movie was a movie. It was made by somebody. This movie sucks. 
I I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. Like I have seen all the Conjuring verse has to offer. I'm talking about all the multiverse stuff, like how they mentioned Annabelle in this one. I was like, <gasps> they said Annabelle's name. Ah! Or like uh like in the you know the ending where they're showing the the room. He puts the the thing in there, mm-hmm. the the totem in there, and you. They make it sure to show you the nun and Annabelle. Yeah, so they're all there, all my friends. I'm so happy the devil made me do it. Is that ever going to catch on? I don't think it's going to catch on. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, once again, it was a big hit, um, especially during the pandemic time. It, it made a, a, a pretty good amount of money for a paltry budget. Yeah. Um. It says here thirty nine million. Was no, that that was the budget. Is thirty nine million? Yeah. According to Wikipedia, now what I saw earlier said the budget was two hundred million. I mean, I don't uh, know unless not, they paid uh, Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga a shit ton of money. I don't see how that could be possible. There was not two hundred million of what I saw on <laughs> yeah. that screen. Well, I mean, unless you at, count um, the uh, the uh, part in Patrick Wilson's hair that made it show that he's from the '90s now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at this point, or '80s, '81. Sorry, it's '81. At okay. this point, I, I have to imagine their their pay grade has gone up. Quite well, a bit. I think you can tell by the uh, caliber of actors behind them. Um, including uh, Arnie, the guy who played Arnie Johnson, who looked like he should have been like a supporting were- vampire in the Twilight series. No, he was definitely a werewolf. Oh, could have been a werewolf. I don't know. He wasn't hair. He wasn't a Native American enough to be a werewolf. <laughs> that that's just that's just Twilight. I said werewolf. Twilight series. I didn't just say like True Blood or something. Well, okay. I've been look. Uh, ever since watching the Vampire Diaries with my wife, uh, it has completely taken over Twilight's version of things in my head. So, like, the vampires and the werewolves look like each other in that in that show? Well, yeah, it, they're all just white. They're just super white, pale people. Yeah, with with, with great bangs. Uh, no, they put their they put their bangs up. Everybody oh. puts their heads their hair up. Okay, cool. Except for except for Damon, he's cool, <laughs> and he he likes to make his eyes really wide when he talks to you. That's to show you how serious he is. Um, serial. So, uh, Arnie Johnson. Uh, this was based on a true story. Uh, I'm sure all As of it's, with all of them. Yeah, all of, I'm sure all of it's real. Um, this you know Ed and Lorraine Warren. Uh, Two of my favorite charlatans. I love how they take <laughs> advantage of people in their time of grief. And, um, you know, it, it just so happens that this case happened during um, uh, everybody's favorite possession movie, The Exorcist. It was like a couple of years after that. So, you know, maybe the kid saw it and decided he wanted to be a little uh, a demon and trick his family and... They performed tons of exorcists, you know, with priests laying hands on them. (coughs) (laughs) Laying hands on that child. And, uh, of course, everybody's favorite American heroes, 
Ed and Lorraine Warren were there to talk in front of the media and get on TV. Come to save the day. Saving the day. Hey, you need some leaky pipe? You got leaky pipes? I'll fix them for you. My name's Ed Warren. I am super fit, but I had a heart attack in this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't even know like what to say <laughs> on, on this film. I can't say that I was bored watching no, it at I least. I will say, out of all three Conjurings, this one was different, and it actually was entertaining to an extent. And I really enjoy their chemistry, uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson's chemistry. Plus, when it comes to, like, visuals in a horror movie, like, the Conjuring series is a cut above the rest. I mean, they really have a cool style. Well, put it put it more when it comes to production. Yeah, yeah. Um, Camera the, movements. Because you, you've got plenty of... Movies that have more creative visuals. Hereditary. Uh, I mean, the witch. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, any any kind of elevated horror movie. But the production behind this, you know, the sets look very nice. They're very expansive. Um, I love, well. like, when... And in and, and all Conjuring movies, they do this thing where, like, you get a sense of, like, a building... And they like zip that camera right through that building during a hectic time with music blaring. Well, it, you know, I love that part. This, this movie had me so confused because I didn't even like that in the first movie. But at least it made sense. We were going to be spending the whole movie in yeah. that house. We we need to know the layout of the house. We need True. to know where everything is and how big it is, so we can. So you're you know, saying so we can believe it. a quick tour from some weird dog shelter wasn't good enough for you, Michael? No, because we spent <laughs> literally like, two minutes there. Yeah, we spent two minutes there and then never came back. Well, we came back whenever they had a drunken seat, uh, stereo fixing party and yeah, Arnie, but... Arnie got a little jealous and the devil made him do it. Uh, it was... It, it just didn't make... <laughs> my favorite part of my favorite my the best part of this movie is not the random witch coven in Carol Danvers, Massachusetts. Um, are the um, are are like the weird priest that lives by a brook, babbling brook? Are the James Wan standing Asian guy that's there because we're connecting all the conver- conjuring universe? Uh, I like to call it the converse. <coughs> It's, it's, it's the love, the bullshit fake love of Ed and Lorraine Warren that I've just, I just held on to this whole... Because you love... I love those two guys. The, the Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are so good together. They've had, they have such good chemistry. You almost want to be like, I wish my love was like that. <laughs> I wish my love was based on robbing people of their grief. <laughs> During I wish my love show. was based on a, a gazebo. I wish my love had a gazebo involved. <laughs> but now, they they really do. They are the main attraction. In this one, the, for sure. Well, to, honestly, to any of them. I, uh, I, 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 w- I would say the main reason you go to see The Conjuring the is... The Converse. Well, I, I, I'm sticking to just The Conjuring series. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm TMing that. Is, <laughs> is just the 
you you go there to see Ed and Lorraine Warren. What case they're going to have next? How are they going to solve? It's like Scooby Doo. True, true. But but the first two, to be fair, spent a large portion of time with just those families. So, oh yeah. So with the um, British Conjuring two, you spent almost the first 40 minutes, 30 minutes with that family to see what they were going through before you had the injection of the Warrens that didn't actually happen. Then then in the first one, you had 40 minutes of that happening before the injection of the Warrens, which actually never happened. And so, so you never, you get a sense of the family. In this one, the Warrens are there from... Get go for the Warrens are there from the. Oh, yeah, they don't. They don't even do a, a real cold open. No, it's they, like it's, it's like here's a parody of The Exorcist. Go. Yeah, I mean they they drop you right in to an exorcism of a eight year old child. Yeah, the Adam but Goldberg. then that leads straight into what you're uh, dealing with. Yeah, which I guess to to some extent they did have like in the first one they did the Annabelle. Yeah. Cold open, but then it transitioned to they were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so it connected in some way, but it, it was clear, like, the reason for that. But this is actually part of the story. And so, and, and while, like, I'm not going to say that, like, it wasn't a good way to start the movie off, because it really did. I mean, I actually kind of enjoyed the very beginning, and um, I thought that may have been some of the best stuff. I mean, none of this is scary. I mean, I don't. I literally was sitting alone in the dark watching this movie, and I never once tittered, or shrieked, <laughs> or 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 yawned. I, I like, I like was I just going. Like, I, I I turned the TV off and went to bed like happy and, and like not even once thought about this movie. <laughs> uh, the real the real test of knowing how it wasn't scary is, as always, I watch all these films with my wife Shauna. And uh, immediately after the movie, she said, that was butt. (laughs) And then we went to bed. We didn't have to watch an episode of like a sitcom. To calm yourself down. Let's turn on Arnie Johnson. (laughs) The devil made me do it. Um, I mean, (laughs) like when we we, we watched the... what's What's that horror series on Netflix? Garbage. (laughs) <laughs> no. Uh, Hill House. Haunting of Hill yeah, House. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House. Well, we watched that, and like af- after every episode, she was like, all right, we got to watch the episode of uh, New Girl. <laughs> Let's watch New Girl. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But we, did, we didn't have to watch anything after yeah, this. We went yeah, straight there was to bed, not right even to... like a... I, like, I was like... I wonder what's going on on stupid Facebook. There, there is <laughs> like, there are some parts of this movie that are so bad it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's like I can't hate it because it's. I hated the first one. I can't hate this one because it just it did do something different than you've seen in the Conjuring series, and and I think a lot of that is owed to the new director. You know, the story credit still probably given to Mr. Juan, but it's Michael Chavez. Who did uh, the Curse of La Llorona, which is a uh, horrible movie? But it's... I thought I, I haven't watched that, but I thought that was supposed to be like 
a really good horror movie. No, no. Is, is it not? Or is that, no, no, is that there, one of there's, those? There's a Curse of La Llorona that was actually made by an Hispanic person in in Spanish, but ah. but it's that's really good and that actually like was up for awards. This movie is the bastardized American version of it that got shoved into the comics. Oh, kind of, kind of like a. Uh, like a Jew let, on let the, right the Grudge. One in yeah, a Jew on the Grudge. Which, by the way, I still love the Grudge. The Grudge is great. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Well, I think the the best ah. is like, let the right one in or let, let me, me in. in. You know. Which, like, you, you lose a lot of the, the soul that they had. In oh, let, let the, let the right, right one in is horrific. I mean, that's a hard movie to watch, but it's yeah. also wonderful at the same time. Let me in. This guy, what's her name in it? I like her. She's good. What's her name? I don't, I don't know her name. You know, she, she's, in like, she's in Neighbors and yeah, Neighbors Two. She was Carrie when they remade Carrie. I don't fucking know. Okay, which was also terrible. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's hard to make Carrie a bad guy when she's hot as fuck. <laughs> like, like it's hard to be like. I'm just I'm serious. Like, like how is she picked on? Look at her. It's Hit Girl. I mean, I don't. Sissy Spacek was all meek and I get weird. I, I don't see that. Well, really? well, because like she, they the threw way, tampons at her. <laughs> I mean, Chloe, yeah, yeah, the Chloe Grace Moretz. The bullying is like uh, to a comical level, uh, but but I think it's also one of those things that's like it. It's kind of a. What what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a unreliable narrator. Yeah, uh, no. I, get, I get the feeling that it's not actually that bad, but of course in her mind it's that bad. Yeah, uh, how like, it makes her feel it's that yeah. bad. Oh, you're a virgin. Yeah, uh, fucking kill myself. Kill myself, and I'm gonna make your head explode. Uh, anyway, we we should probably get into the plot of this movie. <laughs> Ooh, ah, right. the plot according to Wikipedia by Mr. Michael here. <clears throat> Alright, so uh, in 1981, demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren document the exorcism of eight-year-old David Glatzel. Attended by his family, his sister Debbie, her boyfriend Arnie Johnson, Arnie, and Father Gordon of Brookfield, Connecticut. I don't know. Wait, why was that important? I don't know why they threw that in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that's because of the connection between Connecticut and Massachusetts at some point in time. I guess they had to just. Did oh, that's right. It, it is. It is. It's a thing. all sprawling Ooh. from East Coast white bread towns. Go ahead. During the exorcism, Arnie invites the demon to enter his body instead of David's. Ed witnesses the demon transport itself into David's body itself from David's body into Arnie's while he suffers from a heart attack and is taken to a hospital in an unconscious state. At that point, I'm surprised they didn't give Ed, like, uh, like he lost his memory. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like, he's like, we have to give you a pacemaker. (laughs) Uh, the following month, Ed wakes up at the hospital and reveals to Lorraine that he witnessed the demon enter Arnie's body. She's Lorraine! Sa- <laughs> Arnie's got a demon in his body. He's getting to the old mill. I, I see demons. <laughs> <laughs> she, 
She sends the police to the Glatzel household, warning them that a tragedy will occur there. Uh, uh, ma'am, um, um, we're the police. You have a demon. Your your boyfriend has a demon. <laughs> That's what police do, right? Yeah, holds up in court. Holds up in court. Don't yeah. let me do it. Where was I? I don't know. Something about... Uh, <laughs> oh, Ar- Arnie and Debbie return to their apartment located above a kennel where Debbie works. After feeling unwell, Arnie murders his landlord. Bruno Mars. Oh, sorry. Bruno Sauls. Does Bruno Sauls is gay? <laughs> he stabbed him 22 times. Yeah. Uh, which I guess is a, a special thing because they, they have another murder later that's like also 22 times. So Yeah, is that, is like, that a, it's like a demon number? I mean, you remember in like... Uh, I, I don't know if it was one of the conjurings or if it was Insidious where they were like the the ghosts love messing with the Trinity. Things come in threes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this an inhuman spirit likes the deuces. Yeah. <laughs> they they like getting down on a knee for a picture and yeah. he's know, a, a big Emmett Smith fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, <laughs> I just love the way it, it it was this after feeling unwell, Arnie murders his life. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I'm just feeling so sick. Oh, motherfucker, I got you! Which this this whole, like, possession part, because they, they really go into the mind of the, of the possessed. Yeah. And that's something they didn't really do in the other movies, and I like this. I liked it, too. Uh, because it, it does add a bit of, like... Surrealism. Well, it's like what's real, yeah, kind of thing. You, you, well, they, they can throw curveballs at you, and it be totally believable because, yeah. I mean, I will say the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. But I will say the guy, the actor who played Arnie Johnson, I actually really liked him. I thought he did a really good job with what he had. I mean, he had to act scared a lot, but I mean, the dude's also seven foot tall, hulking buff dude. <laughs> like, like you just look at him and he's acting all weak, but he did a good job. But um. <clears throat> Like, do you think that it was blatantly obvious that their landlord-slash-boss was a complete asshole drunk and that he probably just stabbed that fucker because he's annoying as fuck and he tries to hit on I, I, that I was wanting to. I, I thought, I was like, this guy is way... It reminded me of a friend of mine that while he was so nice and like he loved, he loved hanging out with us, he was so much all the time. It was just everything was a huge production, and he had to be right in the center of jokes and this and that and the other, kind of like me. And, um, and so, that's why we started a podcast. That's why we started. A podcast. Just need attention. I need. I need someone to listen to me. Um, but but yeah, I would have stabbed him without a demon. I mean, the, the whole scene was just uncomfortable. They had the, which I don't know. That could be a good thing. Uh, but it really did make me want to stab the landlord. He had his music playing ridiculously loud, talking over it. Uh, watch him just slam a beer down so it, it spurts up, out. Yeah. Oh, I was like, ah, oh, that's a waste. I can't drink alone, man. And, and your, your floor was carpet. You're going to have to clean that yeah, up. Yeah, that's like shitty old 80s carpet, too. Yeah. It's going to be a mess, and you're going to you you live with dogs and you look like a dog. and You probably don't clean it up. You got mold going yeah, under there. Yeah, that's probably why you act the way you do, because your brain is full of black mold. And, and like, in your lungs. Um, but, yeah, that, I, 
I don't think I've ever wanted someone to be stabbed so much in my entire life. So when it happened, I was like, good for you, Arnie Johnson. Good for you. I'm glad the devil made you do it. Didn't want anybody to be stabbed oh, so much in your whole life? I've never, never wanted someone to be stabbed so much. In my what about life. the origins of this podcast? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that that too. <laughs> I've made peace with that. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Um... Anyway, let, let's keep going. Okay. So we have... Yeah, Bruno was stabbed 22 times. With the support of the Warrens, his case becomes the first American murder trial to claim demonic possession as a defense. Did which I, I, I did laugh. Like, <laughs> I laughed, that, 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 that was, was so the, stupid. That was the only, like, the real... That was probably the only real laugh that they wanted you to laugh at, that I laughed at. It was the... They go to that defense attorney yeah she's like i am not gonna say demonic possession as a defense and then he's like why why don't you come to my job with me and let me and then she you know it's like cuts to her after the job and she's like all right yeah uh demonic possession oh for sure demonic i mean obviously these people are very honest and truthful they're ed lorraine warren um i i i like that line though where he's like well, you know, the court always recognizes the existence of God whenever a plaintiff or defendant is sworn in. Isn't it about time they recognize the, the the existence of the devil? And I'm just like, no, no, this is so dumb. Like, if this guy gets off on this stuff, like he murdered somebody, and I, you can blame the devil, you can blame Allah, you can blame anybody. The point is, he still killed this person. <laughs> like you can, I rather you claim insanity than anything else. Well, wait, what do you mean? I mean, if it, if it was something that made him, yes, Arnie did it, but, but if it was something how that was do out you of his legitimately control? argue that in court? How do you say, ladies and gentlemen of the court, my client? Why don't you talk into the microphone? Sorry, ladies and gentlemen of the court. I was doing. I was acting. My client didn't do these things out of hatred over his drunk, sexist monster of a landlord. He did this because the devil made him do it. He had an inhuman spirit that these charlatans can tell you about. (laughs) They're just like, this murder was not racially motivated. (laughs) The devil made him do it. The devil made him do it. All right, West Memphis three. <laughs> okay, back to where we at. Where we at? All right, all right. Um, so yeah, they they get permission to start investigating into David's original possession. Uh, the Warrens later discover a satanic curse passed on through a witch's totem, and meet with the Castner and a former priest, who a uh, former priest who previously dealt with the Disciples of the Ram Cult. Which, if you've watched the Converse, has been around the Converse a little bit. I think. Oh, really? The first Annabelle, I think they talked about the Disciples of the Ram. Oh, right. really? Yep. See, I didn't remember any yeah. of that, I thought. I'm yeah. a, I'm a uh, grade-A Converse-ologist. Like, Ed and Lorraine are legitimate demonologists. I'm that good. If you had a question about the converse, I'm your man. <laughs> we just get like emails yeah. from someone. So when James Wan decided to write Conjuring Two, what? <laughs> I don't know all that. If you want to know how stupid these movies are, 
Okay. All right. Um, yeah, he te- he tells them that the occultist that an occultist has intentionally left the totem, resulting in the creation of a curse on the Glatzels, causing the possession of David. Which, once again, why? Why did they pick that one? Why did they pick? Well, that? they they said it. They yeah. they said it was just just, was just random. Which I mean, what what's that uh, what's that home invasion where like they they're like. Why are you strangers. doing the, Yeah, strangers and... Watch you know, the strangers pray at night is amazing. And, you know, they just say, you were home. Which, which that, that's, that's a great line. That's, that's a great th- movie and line because that really can happen. This was a, a goat's jawbone or something that was stuck underneath the house, which apparently rats worship. Which, that was like, I was like, that's stupid too. They're like, oh, squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> So dumb. Go ahead. I changed my uh, mind. I hate this movie. Yeah. Well, the more I look, the more I'm into it. I was, I was like, I really like this. And now that we're talking about it, I'm like, this movie sucks. Well, I mean, the movie does suck. Yeah. But it was entertaining. Like, I was laughing with yeah. the movie. I, well, I was laughing at the movie. I laughed at the, the, the image on the cover of HBO Max where it's like them Ed and Lorraine looking all scared. And then they Talking have about, they have the the... The cross as, cross as the light instead of the shadow. Is, yeah. That's a stupid poster. Okay. All right. Let's get better. Are they like, are they like hiding in a the closet? <laughs> they're like hiding in a cross closet. So they're, they're watching. The, they're, they were going to talk to the priests. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, where's the priest? They're like, what? Uh, What's he doing in there? Confession booth, dude. All right. Um, David Glassell's only eight years old. <laughs> So the Warrens traveled to Danvers, Massachusetts. To Carol inv- Danvers, Massachusetts. Okay. <laughs> to investigate the death of Katie Lincoln, who was also stabbed 22 times. <gasps> deuce, deuce! Yeah. Uh, link. It's a link. A big link. Detectives had found a totem at the home of Katie's friend, Jessica, who is missing. Lorraine initiates a vision to recreate the murder. Which is pretty cool. It's a pretty cool scene. Eh. With the tree... That was cool, man. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? No, oh, no. Uh, that was the dumbest little jump scare they had. Well, I, it didn't scare me because I knew what was going on. I was like, one, two, three. Okay. All but right. that, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like, do, yeah, you yeah. You count down. Yeah, you, count, you count down. You're like, oh, oh, oh. It's crazy noises. Something crazy is going to happen. And it was nothing. Exactly. That hey, That I, is. I got this. Um, that is the definition yeah. of a cat scare. That's a cat scare. And then, um, hey, hey, I got this. Uh, bracelet I got for you. I hope you stab. <laughs> Twenty two times. I, I just imagine like when they were when they were storyboarding it, they were just like, Oh my god, that's so intense. Yeah. Like, oh they they were such good friends. And and it's Lorraine that does it because she's her she's pretending to be her and she's really when gonna really, get into it. Really gonna when they kept cutting back to her like in the real world acting it yeah. out. And she's just, she's just on the ground stabbing at nothing. <laughs> and that, and the, and the unbelieving and, cop. Yeah, the like, cop's just like, what's up with this? What the fuck? I don't believe that you are psychic. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so Lorraine da- initiates a vision to recreate the murder and discovers that Jessica had stabbed Katie under due... T- mm. Can... Mm. Oh, what? A- I don't know why. Yeah, that they- was Wikipedia. <laughs> 
uh, Katie was possessed. Yeah, Katie yeah. was possessed. She was before a demon. Jumping to her death off of a cliff, which allows detectives to recover her body. Uh, the Warrens travel to the funeral home where her body rests, and Lorraine touches the corpse. Hand, hand, what? Corpse's hand. Oh my goodness, I can't read today. <laughs> Lorraine touches the corpse's hand to help find the location of the occultist. Lorraine, in a vision, witnesses the occultist attempting to have Arnie kill himself, but stops her just in time. She's like, stop. Yeah, she... In the name of love. Call me! Call me! Um, so, uh, did you feel like... I kind of like the fact that the villain was a real person in this one. But she also looked like the scariest librarian. I mean... She looked like she, she kind of remind. I've told you to watch. I've told you to watch this. Uh, the Promised Neverland. Yeah, that, that I was guess. that. That was that that anime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was okay. about the orphans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she reminds me a lot of the villain really? from that, except you know that they they flesh her out and and actually know, make it, her yeah. somebody instead yeah. of just this yeah, great, great monster villain. that kills things. And... Um, and I I don't know. It, it was kind of that thing where. You you know when when you watch the the it movie and the one kid that's scared of like leprosy yeah uh, and you get the just like the homeless man that's like <laughs> and that's supposed to be a big scare I'm just yeah. like oh, just leave him alone. He's got a club foot yeah just leave him alone yeah. he's just he's just homeless yeah he's just like, <laughs> uh, that that's kind of how I felt about her we gotta do it we gotta do it uh, where I was just like. I mean, it's just some woman. I mean, I, li- I I liked it better because I felt like, for the first time, the Warrens were threatened instead of well, the family and that, being threatened. That's something I really liked uh, with this movie was how... And it comes to that possession thing. Yeah. So, well, here, we'll, we'll get to it. I'm going to read ahead we, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we need to get this plot over with because we keep... Anyway. All right. Uh, look. Lorraine is threatened by the occultist, and she tells Ed that the connection works both ways. She says, your god just damned you, motherfucker. (laughs) What is it, from Die Hard or something? Yeah. yippee ki god motherfucker. The Warrens return to their house in Connecticut to investigate further. Drew gives a book of uh, something I can't read. Stragarium? Yeah, uh, Drew gives a book of Stromboli witchcraft <laughs> he found to Ed. Delicious. That's fucking delicious. <laughs> and states that for the curse to be lifted, the altar in which the occultist operates must be destroyed. Uh, Ed is affected by the curse. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Let me take my hot pills. <laughs> uh, a totem. Ed is affected by the curse, a totem being discovered in a vase of flowers delivered to the house, but is stopped by Drew when attacking Lorraine. Which is cool. So, th- this is my favorite scene from the movie. Same this here. was also Campbell's favorite scene. Yes. And this, to me, is a scene from a much better movie. Yeah, and like it, the like creativity, the shot, it was really well done. It wasn't like I said, once again, none of this is scary. It actually was suspenseful a little bit. Like it had some gravitas too. Like yeah, it was I, good. I like when movies are able to make me question what is real and what isn't. Yeah, it was you know, awesome. That like, that's why I do like stories that have these unreliable narrators because then it, it feels very personal. Um and you 
you never quite know what to think and you can interpret it many different ways so you get something like this where you have them possessed and so you're seeing all these things but you know you know you don't know what's real you don't know what's real and, and i mean like in the the stakes are like raised up because of that because you never know what's going to happen to any of them now you know ed and lorraine aren't going to die oh but yeah like i mean i honestly wasn't expecting when he was yelling at the fat corpse that he was going to pull out a knife and try to get the fat corpse and lorraine was going to be there so it really like i was like oh okay okay that's kind of neat and they play with it a little bit at the end too with some black magic um that wasn't nearly as effective because remember the gazebo oh um, uh, yeah they uh so yeah they didn't mention back, back when we were talking about the funeral home uh where katie's body was um that that was the scene it had me bursting out laughing they they go in there and Lorraine touches uh, Katie's body so that she can like you know get a connection. Yeah, oh, someone's on the line. Yeah, um, call me. And so of course while that's happening, some some ghostly goo stuff happens outside, and they just have this like big fat linebacker. Yeah, uh, the huge go- corpse. Yeah, just get up and rush at Lorraine, and then like Ed. You know he gets it. He gets his football run to <laughs> runs. I, I thought he was going to tackle the fat ghost. Well, and they used they they did a cool thing where they like used a timer, a light timer on it, which like you knew what was coming as soon as that timer switch was flipped. That's the only thing you can hear is that. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, it played with expectation. I mean, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't well, bad. What, what really made me laugh was, of course, whenever he takes Lorraine's hand off. And of course, boom, <laughs> he just, yeah, just plants his face into the table. Wonderful. It's, it's a, it's really, that's a pretty cool scene, too. Oops, sorry. Uh, I, I get the feeling, the way it was shot didn't make me think I was supposed to laugh at it. I actually thought I was supposed to. Be feel legitimately like, scared. Well, feel visceral. It's yeah. Like, I was like, ooh. Can you imagine if you just like slammed your face into this? I table? had no reaction oh. whatsoever. I mean, I I was like, I was just laughing. I didn't even laugh. I was like, I was like, that guy's guts hanging over his dick. You can't see it. That's the only thing. I can <laughs> he had the Peter Griffin gut. Yeah, he did. I was like, no wonder they got the fat corpse because you can't see his dick. Oh, that's good. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All right, let, These are the things I listen for and watch out for, people. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, always. I'm always expecting dick. dick in my face. I mean, that, that's a staple of the podcast. Yeah, dick. All right. Um. So yeah, Ed. Ed attacked Lorraine unknowingly. Uh, when they realize Katie attended nearby Fairfield University, they begin to assume the occultist is operating in the area. Quickly finding out and pinpointing where they are. I mean, yeah. They were just like, they they do use the the clues, which I, is another thing. I I feel like if this movie had been done just a little differently, this is probably this is honestly probably some like uh, Warner Brothers or you know interference from your uh, producers uh, of how they have to structure the film. But I get the feeling it they may have actually just wanted to 
do like a mystery film. Yeah, I mean, it felt than, it felt like that was what it was starting out to be, and then it went right like back to like the or film. more like a thriller. Yeah, I mean, and I really liked the elements of the investigating part. Now I felt like they didn't really they couldn't flesh it out. They couldn't flesh it out. It, it was it was really short shrift. A lot of the stuff that they ended up coming up with and. But but I like that stuff and and once again the two main characters are so engaging as a couple, you 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 automatically are rooting for them and they're just so good they're they're very good actors and they've got these roles down, and they could do four hundred of these movies and people are still gonna watch it because they love Ed and Lorraine Warren played by these people. Yeah. So. Uh, I have so a feeling this won't be the last Conjuring we watch. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I doubt it. That'll be the Conjuring. The because uh, now they've got they they officially have a trilogy. I think I, so, I think so. I think there's that's money usually, to be had. So. That's usually the point that you start you you go out of it. The only reason I think that the name of the movie is not the Conjuring Three is the Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It. The the Warrens. Oh yeah, the Warrens have done a ton of fake bullshit. They have never actually truly done the Amityville story. Like, they can... There's a lot of stuff they can do. And it now that it's The Conjuring... Was that a... Colon? Whatever. They can do literally any type of movie. Well, honestly, it's smart to do it that way because when you have movies titled that way, you don't feel like it's connected and to it's the other And it's not a finality. Films. And there's no, that's not, there's no, they'll probably end up hunting ghosts in the gazebo or something. Yeah. You know, by the end of it. Technically, after Annabelle comes home, that's like four Warren movies. Because that was all in their house. Even though Ed and Lorraine were there for a very short amount of time. Hmm. So. I never watched that one. It's pretty okay. <laughs> I like the Annabelle movies over all of them. I think they're, they're by far the most entertaining, at least. Maybe the first one was bad. Maybe you just don't like dolls. No, I think I like dolls. Or, 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 I think, I think, yeah, I or think maybe I, you're maybe scared I'm by scared dolls. of dolls. Yeah. yeah, I really like the. Hey, child. Why don't you look behind you? Oh, they made me turn it around. Fuck, that's even scarier. <laughs> yeah, it's a my, flapper girl backwards. My mom used to make dolls, uh, and right now we're doing the podcast up in my my house upstairs, and uh, yeah, we. Normally the doll is facing out towards us, but I forgot they made me turn it around. The devil made you do it, right? Yeah. All right, let's continue this. Uh, Where where were we? All right, so Lorraine returns to Kastner, you know, the creepy uh, priest priest. that lives by the river. Uh, And he reveals that he had secretly raised a daughter in violation of the requirements of clerical celibacy in the Catholic Church. They said that eight-year-old wouldn't have babies. (laughs) He tells Lorraine that during his research, her fascination with the occult grew, later becoming the occultist. Kastner gives Lorraine access to the tunnels where she locates the altar and is then found by the occultist, who then kills him. A brutal um, uh, neck-cutting scene. Uh, like I said, I, I like a little bit of the gore in this. Well, it, it really was. I don't know. To me, they they were just like, all right, we're done with you. You can, you can <laughs> die now. No, she like just like walked this way and was like, <laughs> there's no like, 
I'm sorry, I'm for raising you. Uh, and then, so Ed, Ed soon arrives and finds his way into the tunnels through a locked drain hole with a sledgehammer. Uh, he is briefly bewitched by Isla. That's her name. I didn't know her name. Yeah, I didn't. I never realized. That. I just called her the librarian. Yeah. Uh, he's briefly be- bewitched by Isla and attempts to kill Lorraine, but she retells him of the time they first met, reminding him of their love. <gasps> the power of love. The power of love. Ed regains his consciousness and destroys the satanic altar. Uh, he also regains consciousness literally in front of the satanic altar. Yeah, yeah, like perfect. They, they, do, they do the whole, like, it looks like he's swinging his hammer at her. But it's actually to destroy the altar. Yes, it was great blocking. Um, if that was a stage play, you, I'm proud of them. Wonderful blocking. <laughs> the the occultist arrives at her broken altar, only to be killed by the demon she had summoned after failing to complete the curse. Which looks like her, but demony. Yeah, I was kind of I was kind of hoping for something that was a little more. Yeah, give me Ramhead, lipstick face demon from Insidious. Why? Why you? You had it right there, and you couldn't give me lipstick face demon. <laughs> you could have tied Insidious verse into Conjuring verse. I, I I just wanted it to be something that was a little more otherworldly. Yeah, than it just being like her devil her, doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. Because like oh, when, when I think of like like drag me to hell. And they had that, the, the way the hands come up and, like, just grab all over her and drag her down. Which is a resisting. great PG-13 horror movie. Yeah. And way scarier than these movies wish they could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it just really, the, this is a really toned down. We have spent thing. 45 minutes going over this plot and not getting anywhere but making fun of this movie. <laughs> That's all. That's all there really is to do. That's all there is. I tell you, like, um, it, I really, this movie had a lot of homages to a lot of horror movies. I think the director was being a nerd and putting a, like The Exorcist. Oh yeah, it, when they had that shot when the the priest comes out, and I was like, there's your there's your Exorcist shot. I was just hoping that he would Even come out of the same a, hat. I was just hoping he'd come out of an Uber, but but I was like, I was eighty one. They didn't have Uber. <laughs> Five stars! Give me five stars! <laughs> Pete wins! <laughs> Imagine he like gets out of gets out of the cab and you just hear the like as he's closing the door, Jar's like, You forgot it. you forgot the tip. Yeah, the tip God has no time for tips. <laughs> You're supposed to tie to me. You're too old for the tip. <laughs> <laughs> hey yo! The devil made him do it. All right, let, let's finish this. Okay. Ed places the cup from the altar in the room of artifacts along with the Valak painting <gasps> and the Annabelle doll. <gasps> Arnie is convicted of manslaughter but ends up serving only five years for his sentence after he after he marries Debbie while in prison. Ed shows Lorraine a gazebo in which they first met. The end. Debbie was a cellmate. <laughs> <laughs> He's a gentle lover. So some some things this movie or this synopsis didn't really touch on was we we had a lot of scenes of Arnie in the prison slash mental hospital. Yeah, I was like, are you in jail or are you in Crazyville? I mean, 
Because, like, you don't let a somewhat uh, a murderer mop floors? Also, they... They said earlier, they are like, he needs to be on 24-hour suicidal watch. Which basically and, meant and somebody then, walks and by then, every once in a while. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, no, all that happened was the priest came by and was like, here, here's some holy water. Yeah, God, God allows us to have our weapons against evil. Yeah, also, he allows you to defend yourself. Also, here is this bottle and it's not my penis. <laughs> here, here, reach out here and grab it. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Mary, Mother, and Jesus. <laughs> oh God. Um, but a, a lot of those do. They do lean into the the whole the thing that I like the best about this movie was just the uh, being in the mind of the possessed. Have you ever seen The Exorcism of Emily Rose? I feel like I have. So that's a very similar movie, but done way better. Okay. Um, it stars one of my favorite uh, actresses from Quarantine that goes <laughs> like that a lot. Um, but she does like possess better than anybody else in the world because of that stupid noise she makes. And um, But that's a movie about a girl who's raised in a very religious family that goes to college that ends up thinking she has a demon, but is it really psychological problems? Is she crazy? Or is she... Possessed by a demon, and it's based on a true story, and it's really well made. I just like to imagine we just had a bunch of people quickly turn down their volume. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they had it on speaker. Well, at on least their phone. thirty people, forty people. <laughs> um, but um, so I, I see a movie. Uh, <laughs> I see a movie like that. And and it did not. I'm sure it didn't have half the budget this thing did. And and I wonder like, why why didn't they take a cue from that, which was real creepy. They 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 pushed real hard on the religious bent stuff, but also in like a secular way. It was just really well done. Let's see what's the. Yeah, I mean half the budget. Half well, almost half the budget, and it still grossed 146 million. Um, but it's, this movie is by far way better than The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, while following the same beats. The only difference is, it was Satan that was doing it, instead of a witch coven of one person. I I will say, the only thing with this movie, I am, I am at least somewhat excited to see what they will do next. Because if they are leaning away from just traditional ghost demons, then, you know, they they could get something more interesting. I mean, I think think having a human antagonist was a good move. I mean, that's probably one of the things I liked the most about it was the fact that it had a real threat towards the Warrens, not just a family in need that the Warrens are going to come save. Um, They did that and save themselves at the same time by love. With the power of love, I like the idea of the the witch on paper. Yeah, you know, ha- having her like ha- having someone that we can get our that we can be afraid of, but also need like realize that there's a higher power. Yeah, uh, to her, you know, that behind her is a powerful demon, uh, but not just a demon that comes up and goes. Boop. Like yeah. that, that's the demon that kills. Yeah, that's that's the scary. That's that's your, um, 
Drag me to hell demon. That's 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 your uh, paranormal activity demon. The one that can crush you in just like one move. Yeah. Um, but with a human antagonist, I, I just think it made it a little bit more like earthly plane version of a uh, devil. And so I, I just like that. And it, I don't know. I mean, the movie it's not all bad. I like I said, I had a better time than Conjuring One and Two. Um, I would put it nestled up close to where Annabelle Creation is in the converse because that Annabelle Creation is by far the best movie they've made. Um, I think the that's just an incredibly relatable movie that, that has a lot of fun scares in it. And it actually puts me on my seat, like the edge of my seat. This movie did not. I mean, I, I could have snuggled up and slept for 18 hours after this movie. I, I need to watch the... Like, I need to watch The Conjuring 2 again, and I need to watch Annabelle Creation again, because when, whenever I first... I've only watched The Conjuring 2 once. Yeah. And when I watched it, not only did I still like The Conjuring then, uh, I had not, like, moved past it. I, I, I really liked the idea of a high-budget horror movie. Um, I, I was still... So I liked The Conjuring, and I actually liked Conjuring 2 more uh, at that time. I thought The the Nun was a scarier-looking villain. Yeah. Um, I thought the imagery was really cool. I really liked the climax. Uh, it didn't take itself too seriously. But this is all just in my memory. I watched it when it released. I need to watch it again yeah, and see okay. if I still feel the same. Uh, same with An- Annabelle Creation. Like In my mind... I remember walking out and be like, that was really good. I, I saw it, uh, I've probably seen it like three times, and the third time I watched it, I was like, I, I like this movie. I, I could watch it tonight and be cool with it. Like, I, It is by far the high water mark of a low water universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm okay with Annabelle creation. But, you know, this one didn't, you know, there's no nothing surprising um, it wasn't, it just wasn't that bad. It wasn't that good either. It was a, right, once again, very similar to the first Conjuring. I think we both said it. It's right there in the middle. Very accessible to everybody. However, I'm not going to remember much about it. I, I don't really have much to talk about when it comes to it. For me, this movie teeters more on the so bad it's good. Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching this one more than I liked the first than I did the first one because the first one was just boring. This at least had me laughing. Yeah, uh, unintentionally, but not laughing nonetheless. I think my my was more just like I was watching the movie, and that's about all I was doing. I, I was not a like uh, you know I like a movie that like gets me participating in it and like thinking about it, and there was nothing in this movie that made me do that. Like. I was fine with watching it, and I really, I really didn't mind it. The, I, that's probably like a really damning statement, though. It also might have been the the circumstances of yeah. watching. You watched it alone. Uh, uh, yeah. Very, very sad. Uh, sad. Probably wrapped up in blankets. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, crying on my. A couple used tissues to the side. Yeah, you know, because uh, I'm crying for my aloneness and. Yeah, crying. Yeah. Uh, using my own, <laughs> using my own tears as lubrication, and um, but I, I watched it 
Not only with my wife, I watched it. With my whole family. Yeah, I watched We are just hand, and we are singing Kumbaya. <laughs> yeah. um, I watched it with my mom, my sister. Know, we, uh, we had a friend. debate afterwards on it. Um, you know, we ended up uh, making a puzzle. Um, it was it was 350-piece puzzle. It wasn't very difficult. but um, We made we made conjuring-based cookies. Yeah, yeah, you made them. I, I ate the nun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my wife <laughs> made the cookies for me. Fucking asshole. <laughs> but, no, it, it really wasn't. It was just, like, I was totally cool with it. I didn't care for it to the point where, like, I didn't talk about it at all today. <laughs> like, I didn't go, guess what I watched last night, guys? No, I, I, that wasn't even part of the conversation today. That's something I miss from from working. Yeah, because that like cause gave we, us prep work. You yeah. know, we prep. We try to pre- we try to prep before we turn on the microphone, but it's not the same. Like when you when you have a whole ten hour shift to make jokes about it. Yeah, it really helps. <laughs> but um, this one um, um, I I would recommend it to just your average viewer i mean it's incredibly accessible to anybody like you're not gonna you're not gonna go home and and look over your shoulder for arnie johnson (laughs) my my score is uh, watch if you want i don't care yeah i don't give a fuck (laughs) yeah yeah do what you want to do people um so that's the that's conjuring the devil made me do it it was a movie it was a movie made by people but the devil made him do it. The devil definitely made him do it. And the devil's name Warner is Bros. Ted Turner. <laughs> <laughs> you cocksucker. Um, so we are uh, we're here in uh, Cat Scary Studios too. Uh, what movie are we gonna do next? See, this is why we need that ten hour shift. Normally, we talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I like this because this kind of like free free flows it. Like, cause I. We, we were going to do Annabelle Creation, and then we totally switched it and did The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, should we should we do Exorcism of Emily Rose? Since we kind of are in that same realm. Have you ever seen it? I, I feel like I have seen it, mm-hmm. but... Is, is that the one where she walks backwards? No. Or, or not walks backwards, crawls backwards? No. I think you're thinking The Unborn. Well, no, it's definitely one of those, like... Which is a Jewish... Exorcism, or... Uh, oh, you're thinking about the last exorcism. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, Exorcism Emily Rose is a horror crime drama. Well, let's watch it. Okay. All right, that works. That, that's your pick. Exorcism Emily Rose. We're going to do a companion podcast again. Which I like those, anyway. Yeah. I mean, if, without that, you wouldn't well, have teeth... We, we gotta keep follows. the the cat scare universe. Yeah, the cat verse. Yeah, the Carol Danverse. I've been watching a lot of Miss Marvel. Leave me alone. Okay, Cat Marvel, whatever the fuck her name. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I don't know what. What are you referencing? Carol Danvers. <laughs> they called it Verse. Remember? Did you ever see that movie? <laughs> I'm gonna see Spider Man tomorrow, people. <laughs> That's not dating the podcast, is it? Probably. Yeah. Tobey Maguire. Well, Andrew Garfield. You'll hear about this in six months. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I may just release every episode, like, next week. I don't know. Who knows? I'm bored. <laughs> I just feel like it. Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> surprise release! Everything! 
That, that's your Christmas present. It's all, not Christmas. All, it's not Christmas. Remember? We, we, well, if they're all released. That's true. You're right. Uh, guys, it's December fifteenth, twenty twenty one. When yeah. you see this episode, it'll probably be like March sixth. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, enjoy your night, people. Hey, listen. Thank you for watching the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And uh, don't let the devil make you do anything that you don't want to do unless it's super sexy times. The end. The end.